Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Mint Mobile. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash freak. That's mintmobile.com slash freak. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash freak. Upfront payment of $45 required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on their first three-month plan only. Speeds are slower, above 40 gigabytes on an unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC... This is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time now for a little Freakonomics Radio, that moment every couple of weeks where we talk to Stephen Dubner. He's the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name. It is The Hidden Side O Everything. And Dubner, I am told you have been uh, traveling. You've been getting out. It's true. I've been to England to visit oh, the nice. Queen. She wouldn't actually <laughs> see me. The but, Queen, uh, yeah, right. But while I was there, I had an idea. So, you know, even though with with Fourth of July coming up, um, it, it got me to thinking that even though we broke up with the Brits a long time ago, yes. that there's one tradition they still have that I really think is worth borrowing. So long as it's not like bangers and mash, dude, it can be whatever you want. <laughs> no, this is not cuisine we're borrowing. This is actually <laughs> parliamentary right, procedure. Oh. Okay, what I'm suggesting. Prime Minister's questions. So this is the session in mm-hmm. Parliament. Every Wednesday at noon, the Prime Minister must go before the House of Commons, which is pretty much the equivalent of our House of yeah. Representatives. And he's got to take a half hour's worth of questions from the opposition members, as well as his own party. And it's broadcast for the entire country to see. Yeah. And over here, too. I mean, I think it's on C-SPAN, right, if, if you want to see it. It's, yep. uh, it's quite the event. It is uh, uh, confrontational, you could say. Indeed. It's a bit like uh, schoolboys going at each other in debate club a bit. Um, A few weeks ago, I was there. I heard Prime Minister David Cameron give the following answer to a question about Britain's faltering economy. What we need to do, both in Britain and Europe, is to combine the fiscal deficit reduction, which has given us the low interest rates, with an active monetary policy and with innovative ways of using our hard-won credibility, which we wouldn't have if we listened to the muttering idiot sitting opposite me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love all the yelling while he's talking. Yeah, right? but, indeed. All right, so as much fun as that is, though, Dubner, how does that advance American democracy, my friend? Well, here's the thing. Uh, right now, one of the big problems in Washington is that the two parties just kind of shout past each other instead of talk to each other, right? Which, ac- according to some old timers in Washington, began when the two parties stopped sharing cocktail hour at the end of the day. You know, it's a lot easier to demonize someone from another political party, let's say, when you don't interact so much face to face. 
And Prime Minister's questions, what you've got are these sworn political enemies who actually do insult each other face to face. But because they're there in the room, they kind of share a laugh about it, about the best lines of the day. And they're actually discussing the inner workings of government in the full light of day. Um, I am hardly the only person to suggest that we borrow this idea. John McCain endorsed it back when he was running for president in 2008. We recently asked McCain about it. He still likes the idea. They talk about the issues of the day that the president, I think, should be up to speed on. I think it would be great to add to the education and illumination of the, the voters. All right. So, one, we all know what happened to McCain, right? But, but number two, but number two <laughs> um, uh, what does the Constitution have to say about this? Uh, I asked uh, a scholar named Bernadette Myler. She studies uh, American and British legal history at Cornell. The short answer is that the Constitution would allow, certainly. It would, however, require a bit of collaboration. So I think that for this practice to work in the U.S., it would have to be by the mutual consent of Congress and the president. Hmm. Now, Kai, let me make one counter argument against my idea. Um, Opportunity cost. Okay, that is the time spent doing one thing. You can't spend doing another. Getting all economic on me here. All right. Uh, Just a a wee bit. Um, So I talked to some of the folks at Number 10 Downing Street who prep David Cameron every week for question time. And they tell me. But it's a pretty massive time suck. You know, you have to be prepared to answer any kind of question about any kind of issue. And it's also a source of anxiety for the prime minister. Tony Blair, in his memoirs, called prime minister's questions, and I quote Kai, the most nerve-wracking, discombobulating, nail-biting, bowel-moving, terror-inspiring, <laughs> courage-draining experience in my prime ministerial life. So, so that's what you want to do to us, right? <laughs> the other idea I have uh, is a little bit easier, probably more fun. Uh, reinstitute mandatory bipartisan cocktail hour every night of the week. Or, How do you like beer. that we instead? We could do beer. Beer would be all right. We could do beer. Right. <laughs> Stephen Dubner, Freakonomics.com is the website. He's back in a couple of weeks. We'll see you. Thanks, Kai. Hey, podcast listeners, you briefly heard John McCain in that piece talking about importing prime minister's questions to the United States. We wanted to play you the rest of that conversation with McCain, who spoke to Washington reporter Todd Zwillick in the halls of the Capitol. It would be great theater, but second of all, uh, I think tough questions and, uh, you know, and answers. I think people would be very educational for, for the American people. Uh, it's one of the most watched uh, events in England. And uh, people appreciate it. And what's good about the way the Brits do it, do you think? Well, because they're very tough questions and very candid answers. And how the, how the prime minister handles him or herself is, uh, is obviously important. It's very enlightening to the people of England. How would this work in your mind? Would a president spend four hours a week, let's say, or four hours a month and come before the Congress? I think, I think the way they do it in England, I think an hour would be fine. You know, Come over before the Congress, I think it would be fine. But it's not going to happen, so because no president wants to do that. But it's a nice discussion. Give, given, <laughs> given, given the rigors of the modern presidency and scheduling and everything else, do, is there a the scenario? Issues of the day. They talk about the issues of the day that the president, I think, should be up to speed on. What would it mean for the democracy? Do you think if that were to happen? I think it'd be great to add to the education and illumination of the constituents of the voters. 
Would it put more pressure on the president from the from the first branch of government, from Congress? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, most presidents that I've known can handle themselves very well with a bunch of dummies in Congress. <laughs> you got a question on your mind right now? If the president were to be on the Senate floor, what would you ask him, do you think? I would ask him why he won't speak out on behalf of the people of Syria who are being slaughtered and massacred. You'd want that answer? I would want that answer. Coming up on next week's podcast, you will not get the president or the prime minister answering your questions, but you will get Steve Levitt and me. That's right. It is a new edition of Frequently Asked Questions, where we field queries from you, our listeners and readers. This time around, we'll talk about insurance. I know, very sexy. Uh, How Levitt got obsessed with the Twilight books and what we would do if we won the lottery. Thanks for listening. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Cars.com. Have you heard about the Your Garage feature on Cars.com? Here's how it works. You add your car to your garage to track its market value and cash in when the time is right to sell. Track both your car's historical and projected value. When it's time to sell, easily secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.